and welcome to Follow Your Soul's Calling. Join me every Monday when I have many coaching sessions with business owners to help them get clear so that they can take inspired action and live a soul-fulfilled life. Hello, how's everyone doing today? Today we have Miss Trisha with us. Trisha, tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Trisha Ruth. I am 38. I live in Dallas, Texas with two little ones and a husband. And most recently, I left a full-time job to pursue um, my own business. And so I'm excited. It's a whole new world, but I love navigating and learning as much as I can. Awesome. So what brings you on the podcast today? Well, I think that I was so used to structure for 16 years where I showed up at 7.30 a.m. and I knew my job so well and what I was supposed to do and worked for an organization. And now that I am doing my own thing and trying to balance life and work and all the things that you have to do in your own business, I'm just trying to get a better grasp on how to be the best that I can be at what I'm doing. Okay. Um, You mentioned the structure of that. Do you feel like you don't have any structure right now? I think that it's something I'm attempting to create. Obviously, as you move from summer into the school year and kids go back to school, there's naturally more structure in the day because of the kids being gone. But at the same time, I feel like when I'm at home, there could be laundry and dishes and like so many different distractions that could happen around me that I just didn't have at work. When I was at my office drinking my coffee in silence, I could get more done and I always had like a specific routine and agenda that just hasn't exactly translated yet to me being at home. Okay. Well, there's a couple different routes that you can go with that. You could, if you, if you wanted to be out of the house, you could like go to a Starbucks or something like that. But a more realistic view of it is how can you give yourself time to do the things around the house that you're like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this but then sit down and make a routine for yourself. Yeah. And that is, that's a struggle because I feel like, I don't know if I'm just like ADD and I didn't know it until now, but I feel like there's so many things on the list and I'll try around the list and I'm like, okay, the dryer just went off. I'm going to go. Oh, actually I need to send out over here. I'm going to do that next. And that's where I think I'm getting things done, but I'm probably not being as efficient as I could be. So maybe, have you tried block scheduling? No. So like you take um, an hour or two hours and you sit down and you're like, I'm dedicating this to, to this certain task. And then maybe take 30 minutes to go change the laundry and fold it and put another load in and then come back do another two hour stretch. And if you have to maybe set an alarm, like to begin with until you get into that routine so that you're like, okay, I can do that when it's time. But right now I have two hours and I'm going to get as much as I can done in two hours. I love that. I like that idea. Yeah. And then you're giving, you're breaking up the day. So it's not so, I mean, I know that you're, yeah. If you're used to like being at work all day, it's different than not being at work all day, but to, to break it up a little bit, that can help you out with that. Mm -hmm. Does that feel good to you? Yeah, that does. Um, I feel like something that has helped is on Sunday night, I really have to write out all the things that have to happen that week. 
And I sort of categorize them so that I try each day to have a little bit of a different focus. Mm -hmm. um, the hard thing right now for me is that, you know, I wrote a book, so I'm trying to work on the marketing. Congratulations. Thank you. And, the <laughs> um, and then along with that, you know, there's a lot of things that are related and, and sort of unrelated to that. And then I'm doing some consulting. And so I have a few clients that I have to dedicate a certain number of hours to a week. And then, of course, the kids' activities and getting them where they need to be every single day. And so I've tried to make a schedule for the day. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I think that I probably put too many things in the day and then I bounce back and forth to attempt to get it done. Um, so I like that idea of the block scheduling to maybe put all my energy into one thing for a while so that I'm more focused. And I'm assuming I would likely be more efficient with that as well. Yeah. Yeah, because our mind, when we switch to different things, it takes it a while to get like on board with what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And and when you're interrupted, it takes, if you're like doing work and you're interrupted, it takes you a while to get back on track to where you were, even if it's just for a split second, because you like lose track of where you were. Yeah. And think about like one or two big things that need to be done for the day. And then make yourself a list of like, the little things that you can do like in 10 minutes or five minutes or something like that. So if you're sitting there and you do have five minutes to do something, then you can do those things, but not make it such a, a priority with what you're doing. Yeah. And I also feel like, um, you know, those things that you're talking about, the, the five minute thing, mm -hmm. I mean, putting like uploading a receipt in QuickBooks for a business lunch or it seems like all of those little things are the things that overwhelm me in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. And so I'm working on something and I'm getting it done, but I'm like, oh, but I still have to do those receipts and I have to track my mileage and I have to do this and I have to do that. It's almost like all the little things need its own block because in my head, I'm thinking, well, that just takes two minutes. I can get that done later. But then three days later, my husband's like, did you get that receipt in? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. And that's, of course, the easiest thing on my list of all the things. So make folders. And when you get a, a lunch receipt, put it in there. Mm -hmm. And don't worry about it until Monday at 2 o'clock. Monday at 2 o'clock, I put all my receipts in and all that stuff. So the little things get their own time block. Right. And, and it might take you 20 minutes one day. It might take you an hour another day, but make like a block for them about how long you think it'll take. And if it doesn't take you that long, great. Then you can do with something else that's on your five minute tick list. Mm -hmm. like, I like, that. like call the doctor and make a dentist appointment. Like those, those are the things that I'm talking about, like on your five minute tick list that you have to do, but you can get it in kind of whenever. Yeah. Yes. And, I, if, and if you... If you make a time set for it and it's like, okay, this is over here. I, I put it in here. It's in here. It's waiting for me. And then you don't even have to think about it. Yeah. Well, and one thing along with that, that I've kind of wondered about is so especially people that are starting their own business and you are the everything, the accountant, the marketing person, the social media person. I feel like I've already figured out the things that I really like to do. And I know where my strengths are. And then there are other things that are so time consuming, or I'm not exactly sure how to do it the best that it could be. Mm -hmm. So for example, with my social media for my book and um, just kind of the brand of it, I did hire like a 24 year old millennial that's really good at social media to outsource that. And it had been something that was on my list 
that I kept putting off every single day. And I would get so mad at myself. Like I've really got to make a schedule and, and create content and get in Canva. I'm not super creative, so that's not my strong suit. And then as soon as I outsourced that, I felt so much better about my time being spent. Mm-hmm. But I still have that guilt of, well, I'm on my own now. I should be doing everything. Why? And I wonder, I, I guess because I think in a way that uh, I need to be bringing in money instead of spending money, you know, and if it's something that I could figure out on my own, I should try. So I'm kind of caught in the middle of what can't Canon should you outsource and how do you know um, what you should give to somebody else to allow yourself to be more productive and when you should say, no, you need to bring that in. Like, would you say there's a certain percentage um, or I guess maybe it varies in different industries, but my, my advice would be how stressful is it for you? Well, it's stressful. The things that I don't know as much about I'm happy to do webinars and learn, but I know that if somebody's already an expert in that field, for example, the social media, mm-hmm. because even the first conversation I had with this girl, she said, you need to get on TikTok. Well, I am familiar with TikTok. I laugh <laughs> and watch uh, you know, videos on TikTok, but the idea of creating content was so overwhelming to me. And I said, I don't even know what you're talking about with the hashtags and the songs and the trends. And I think when she started speaking almost another language, I said, all right, this is when I know that it's something that has to be done by somebody else. Right. And so, so far, I feel good about that decision. But sometimes with things like that, there's still a team of guilt because you feel like, okay, let's be building something up in you know, saving money and doing it myself instead of spending. So I'm sure that, I don't know if that's a struggle with other people or not. I want you to give yourself a little bit of grace because most people do not start a business and make money right off the gate. Yeah. Like you, you are building something, right? And eventually, Mm -hmm. eventually you want it to, you want to have employees and you want, you want this big business to happen, right? Yep. I understand what you're saying, but if it's something that's so like, that's stressful, like, oh my God, I don't even know where to begin with this. Mm-hmm. If you have the ability to hire someone, I would say, do it, get yeah. it off your plate. Because yeah. when you have that stress and that, like, <gasps> it flows over into everything else that you're doing and everybody's going to be able to feel that energy and yeah. you're not going to be able to show up the best that you can be. Yeah. Does that make sense? And um, can I ask what what, it, what your field is in, what, what you do exactly? Yeah, so that's another thing that is, probably needs a little assistance. So I, for 16 years, I was the director of admissions at the largest Catholic private school in Texas. Mm-hmm. So really, it was a lot of branding, marketing, um, relationship building. You know, with every private school, there's an admissions process. And we typically had about 650 students apply, and we individually interviewed those students and had huge open house events and other opportunities for them to engage. And creating one-on-one personal relationships with 650 different families um, was a really big task. And then I ended up taking on summer camps, and I ended up you know, taking on a lot more responsibility at the school. And then at the same time, I was the head volleyball coach. So I've won five state championships. I ended up being one of the winningest coaches in Texas. And that's to me an expertise in youth coaching. 
Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then in the meantime, I, um, in 2014, I had a daughter that died and Sorry. we knew in utero that she would likely pass away and we're told to abort the pregnancy and we decided not to. And so there was just this whole community that came together to support us and our family. Um, she was born alive, which was a miracle. My team won a state championship that year. It was made into a documentary. And so it was really this calling to me in 2019, started 2020 to write a book. Mm-hmm. And as I was writing and all of these things started coming together, I knew that I wanted to publish a book. And then I really felt a strong calling about public speaking. And so right now I just released the book on Amazon. I've got my social media girl and I've got the ads running and then doing really, really well in sales. I'm trying to plan launch parties book signing um, things. I'm also getting a lot of public speaking gigs. Mm -hmm. But then on the side, I also know that a lot of times with the book, it doesn't last the rest of my life, right? Right. And so the admissions part of me and the volleyball side of me, I love helping others. And so like one of my consulting clients is a volleyball club and I'm helping coach the coaches and develop their curriculum and all their development and helping their directors grow the program. And then another job is consulting with a younger admissions officer um, that's very overwhelmed and helping create a process and becoming more efficient and talking about the brand and the marketing. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I live over here in a book and with speaking and with events. And then I slide over here into my volleyball world. I have private lessons tonight with seven volleyball kids. And then I'll slide in over here with my consulting. And so when you said about the block scheduling or whatever, I'm like, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense because I'm living in all these different silos that really don't necessarily all go together, Mm -hmm. but I have to find a way for my brain to switch gears and work in those little silos and try to create success in each one. Mm -hmm. And I'm ultimately trying to grow each platform as well. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to the TikTok thing because I think that this is very really important. And I talked a lot about this to my clients too, is that you don't have to be everywhere. Just like where are your ideal clients? I don't know how much social media you're on, but admissions people for for colleges, if you're consulting them, those type of people are probably not going to be on Insta or on um, uh, TikTok. TikTok. So yeah, no. that's wasted energy because mm-hmm. that's not, I mean, it, it depends, depends on what you're talking about that, but even your book, like, I don't know that that's necessary. I don't know a lot about book publishing. I'm just, I'm just saying that like finding one spot that you can really put your energy into instead of spreading yourself thin and trying to be in all of the places with that is something that will take a little bit of that stress off too. Yeah. Well, and that's why I ended up outsourcing that part. I actually listened to a really fascinating podcast that's actually saying that um, statistically book sales are skyrocketing because of TikTok. Oh, wow. And there's like book talk and there's, there's certain strategies with a book that authors are doing on TikTok. Oh, that's cool. Um, but you're right. Like there, there is a certain audience for my book, you know, pretty much women between, you know, 25 to 30 and 50 and 
you know that they're on Instagram and the water's still on Facebook, probably not as much on TikTok yet. And then like you're saying, the other life I'm leading with the admissions side and the consulting is more on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And um, they may personally have a Facebook account or an Instagram account, but it's not necessarily representing their profession or them as an employee. Most schools have Instagram and Facebook, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's not like they're looking for consultants through that. Right. So it's like, I'm living over here in LinkedIn for the connections on the admissions side, but then I'm living over here in Instagram and Facebook for the book. But that's, I guess, why I ended up outsourcing that part, because I just knew from a design perspective and content creation that it just wasn't my specialty. So, right. And that was probably something that was really smart because this girl can go in and she can say, Hey, I can do this on this platform. I can do this on this platform. And like I said, when you're you're trying to be on all the platforms, it's really hard to to navigate and to know them all because all of them have different algorithms and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, it's a it's a whole world in itself. I mean, you could probably through listening to some of those podcasts and doing Amazon webinars, have a master's degree in Amazon ads and the way that Amazon will will or won't promote your book and you know, how many reviews you have to have. I mean, it's crazy, but that's, you have to play the game. And so yeah. that's part of it too, is that with social media, the whole nother world that didn't exist a decade ago of a whole new game that you have to play for your business or as an entrepreneur that we just didn't have back then, if you will. Yeah. So um, what, what other areas besides the social media and just trying to decide what you need to spend, what you need to invest in. Did I answer your question about that? Or did you want to go? Yeah, that was great. I think that, um, you know, the time blocking probably speaks to one of the things I struggle with is when there's so much to do, mm -hmm. I want to wake up in the morning and my brain is already like, go do, go do, go do. So it's like, check off all these emails and all these things. But then what I felt in the last couple of weeks is that I'm losing or I'm not, maybe I'm just not creating the time for like the content deliverables. So I really want to focus more time on the consulting piece. And I've had conversations with people and I can tell them what I'm capable of doing and helping with, but you do have to have deliverables. And I get really envious of realtors and other entrepreneurs where they probably take time for a photo shoot and to use those pictures and those images to ramp up their website and ramp up their deliverables. But part of me is it's hard to think about spending money on things like that. So that's one part. Mm -hmm. And the other is how do I have time and energy for the creative space and the content creation if I'm always going, going, going? Mm -hmm. Because every day I feel like I have so much to do to make progress. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know how you see that, if that's more of like a bigger thing that you plan in a month instead of your small weeks or your days or what? So as when you wake up and you're like, you're on and you're on and you're on and you're on and you're on, you're eventually going to burn out. Mm -hmm. So you have to, even though you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh my God, I got to get all that stuff done and I'm so ready to do it all. You have to draw yourself back. Mm -hmm. Because you're not going to be, able, and, and the creative outlet of it, it's going to dry up. 
Yeah. You're not even going to, you're going to be paralyzed. Like, I don't even know what to do because you're so on all the time that you're draining yourself. And then there's going to come a time when you're like, I can't do any of this right now. Yeah. So I would definitely make time for, for the little things like in the mornings, regardless of how on you feel, sit down and drink your coffee Mm -hmm. and then get to it after that. And if you want to do something like a photo shoot or something like that, maybe you can exchange services with somebody or maybe you can, you don't have to have like awesome professional pictures. You can buy yourself a, um, what is it called? The, the um, tripod, <laughs> sorry, yeah. Yeah. you can buy a tripod and use your phone and take amazing pictures And it doesn't have to be, and I actually, there's this lady that I followed and she would go to like furniture stores and take, (laughs) and take pictures in like a nice, like couch and chair with a nice table and take pictures like that and then use them as content. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I never even thought about something like that, but I love that. I'm going to rooms to go today. Right. There you go. (laughs) And just prop the phone up over there and take a, you know, yeah. It doesn't have to be professional. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you do want to have a professional presence, especially if you're working like, like corporate or big universities and things like that, but there mm-hmm. are ways around it. And if you can like take that veil down of, oh, it has to be like this because that's how I think everybody else is doing it. Yeah. I mean, you can, if you decide, you know what, I'm going to take I'm going to take an hour a week where I can just sit down and just dream, dream about what I want my pictures to look like, dream about how I want my business to look like and take that hour. Maybe you take that hour and you're like, oh, I have this idea and you Google, how can I DIY this Mm -hmm. and see what comes up? And then that way that gives you that time to be excited about your business too. And it, it'll kind of balance you out a little bit yeah. because, and, and it'll take that, I have to be on away a little bit. Yeah. Well, and also I think that with that, I've noticed myself on weekends, you know, there's no weekdays and weekends when you're on your own. It's almost like you're, you're it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I did find myself this weekend, I had to be at this volleyball event to run all these clinics for like five or six hours in a row on Saturday. And then I had a speaking engagement at church in the, in the morning. And then I was at another event for volleyball in the evening. And then Monday morning, I woke up and I was just exhausted. And my old self with my normal schedule, well, no matter what you had on the weekend, you still have to be at work at 730 in the morning on Monday. Right. I had to say, well, maybe today I clean up the house a little bit and chill because so much got put off from the weekend. And that was the time that I should have been resting, but I did have things that I had to do for the work that I'm doing, because that's just the nature of the beast sometimes. But I just had this guilt. I was like, I, I can't be cleaning and, and organizing when I'm, it's Monday and I'm supposed to be working and the kids are at school and this is my time. But I did back off a little bit, but, but I think that's something- But it wasn't your Monday. That was yeah. your Sunday or your exactly. Saturday. Exactly. So that's just so different for me. And again, I think that so many people that get used to the grind and the, 
you know, Monday through Friday. And, and even in my job, even when I had events and I was working late at night, I would get home at 11 p.m. for a volleyball game, which was not not untypical. That happened all the time. Mm-hmm. I still had to be at work the next morning at 7.30. There was no flex time. It was very traditional. No matter what I tried to ask for, it wouldn't change. And I just got, my brain got used to being like that and being exhausted and just dealing with it and working all the time. And so now I'm like, okay, I think I could change this. And I think it actually might make my life better. I may be more creative. I may be able to be more productive, but it's just really hard to pull back from that old life. It is, but, and give yourself grace. If you're like, oh, I have to do this. And you're like, no, I don't. You're going to have those feelings to begin with because you've been used to doing this for so long, Mm -hmm. but you are more productive when you are not like stressed out and, and have like so tired. If you listen to your body, if your body says you need to take a nap, go take a nap. And you're going to be so much more productive than if you would have pushed through. Yeah. Like corporate America is not based on productivity. They're based on you are here and you like, they, they want you here and work and work and work and working, but they don't realize that if you're constantly working like that, you're not as productive as you can be. So yeah. you need to like rewire your brain. Like, Hey, if I'm tired, I need to take a nap. If I neglected the house this weekend, guess what? This is my Sunday or this is my Saturday and I get to do that. That's why I went into business for myself. Yeah, (laughs) I love that. And that's, think about that. When when you feel guilty for taking the Monday to clean the house instead, this is why I decided to to quit work and be my own boss. Because this is what's, what's important to me. And even the weekends when you don't have events going on and you're like, oh, I have to get this done or I have to get that done. You don't have to. Mm -hmm. You can build your business around how you want to live. You don't have to build your life around your business. Yeah. And I think that because of being in corporate America and just what society tells us that Oh, we have to, we have to work. This is what we have to do when we build our life around that. No, you can have your life and build your work around it. That's mm-hmm. the that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. And when you're more relaxed and you're more at ease and more in like a I want to say flow, that's not the word that I'm looking for. If there's more balance in your life, it's going to show through on everything that you do. And it's just it's just going to be easier. So don't don't definitely don't beat yourself up about that. Just mm-hmm. Just when it happens, be like, and this is why I own my own business. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no. And I love the idea of, because I think you have to have passion behind what you do. And I did. I love what I did. I love my job. Um, I did not like what was happening in leadership. There were so many things that were out of my control mm-hmm. um, that frustrated me, that stressed me out. I started having panic attacks because I was so stressed out. Mm-hmm. And now that I am my own boss, I am control of how the business is run, right? Essentially, and my decisions and choices. I will, I will say, um, I have a, a good friend that you know plays a lot of tennis, and that was never something I was able to do working. And for me, being at home and without that interaction with coworkers, it can be lonely, and 
And I said, well, maybe that's a way to work out and, you know, have a group of people that I do see frequently. And even just like an hour and a half little tennis lesson. I mean, at some point I, I would have worked out during the day. Mm-hmm. They used to be in the night and I would have to sacrifice time with my kids. Now I can go first thing in the morning and go play tennis. And I will say on those days, I am so much happier the rest of the day. I feel more productive. But again, it goes back to that weird thing of guilt when I'm like, uh, it's Thursday and I'm playing tennis. What am I doing? I'm not supposed to be doing that. You should be working. I am a living my life. That's what you're doing. I know. And um, so that has been really helpful to just do something different and new that would go against what I would have done before. Mm -hmm. But I do have a sense that I'm more productive and I can get more done and I've met a lot of great people and it's a lot of fun. And as a coach myself, I'm super competitive. And so the idea of competing um, makes me want to eat healthier and get in shape because I want to be a better tennis player. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just way better for me than just going to the gym and working out if it's not for a bigger purpose. Right. Um, So that is something that I am proud that I've done that's different um, that I just wouldn't have done before because I would have thought that's not what you're supposed to be doing in the middle of the week. Can I just say something really quick? Yes. You are the most relaxed and happy and like calm that you have been the whole entire time we've been talking. When I started talking about tennis. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I I played tennis this morning. I had a match and we won. It was so (laughs) fun. But you're letting yourself have that time. And Mm -hmm. it's something that makes you happy. Like I'm getting to meet people. I'm getting to do something for myself. Yeah. That That is why we our entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And one of the opponents bought my book. So in a sense, it was, kind of a, it was kind of a business meeting. Actually, a few weeks ago, um, I was playing this girl and it was such a long match and we just kept talking in between. And she messaged me a few days later and, you know, saw that I was, I wrote a book and she was like, I bought your book. It was amazing. Oh, and I'm like, Oh, fun. Like my opponent bought my book. That's so <laughs> awesome. So maybe part of it is networking too. Right. But, yeah. um, but yeah, it's just been something that was not my normal in the last 20 years. And you get stuck in these ways of thinking that this is what you're supposed to do during the day. And it's not, it doesn't have to be that way. How can you take that and do a little bit of that every single day? Maybe I just have to play tennis every day. I mean, if that if that's something that makes you happy, but if if but if it wasn't tennis, what could you do every day that I've started? Like you to are realize, literally glowing now compared to what you were. I I started to realize how much I need social interaction with people, mm-hmm. and because I worked in it, in and like the people that worked for me in my department, all women, we had so much fun. We were like the loud department, like the admissions people were the loud, obnoxious ones yelling down the hall. And, you know, like we, I watched the office, so I wanted to do office Olympics. I needed those breaks in my day. And I knew I had people that I could just like walk in and and tell a story to and come back to my office. And my husband is um, at the office and part-time at home, but he's on the phone almost all day. So it's not like he's a fun, you know, office mate here when he is here. And I think it's that interaction like whether it's a lunch or playing tennis or just having adult interaction um there was one time I had a meeting with a friend of mine and we ended up meeting at a coffee shop but then we both had work with us and we just worked for a couple hours but you know I would interrupt the story or you know they would and we got so much done but we had fun 
And, so and can I think you do that weekly. Can you make like a weekly date with her? Yeah, I think what you said about like just go to a Starbucks for some reason, sometimes it gets so comfortable at home. And I'm sure you know, because it'll be cold up in Virginia, it can be cold outside and you have an excuse or it's raining. And I think that if at least, you know, one or two days a week, I say, I'm going to find a friend that also, I have so many friends now working from home. Okay, I was going to ask. That have their own business. And it's like, well, why don't we just go work at the coffee shop? And so we have someone to talk to. And I just have to find other people that, you know, are like me in that way. Because I'm sure some people don't want to be bothered. They don't want you to talk to them. I like that constant interaction when I'm working. So finding a friend like that is good. How many days a week do you play tennis? Well, it depends. Um, they offer practice twice a week for like an hour in the morning. And then there's matches sporadically um, on Thursdays or Fridays. But it's been averaging about two days. And um, today, this week, it's four, actually, because Ooh. there's these matches. But they're early in the morning, and we all kind of just drop the kids and go. And you're home pretty early to work the rest of the day. So, uh, But I looked, like you said, I looked forward to this week because I knew I could balance the two to write it out and figure it out. And I have volleyball day, and I play that with kids. I also miss that from coaching my own team. Um, since I'm coaching coaches now, I wanted to be able to have kid interaction uh -huh. and watch them improve and have that interaction. So I started doing private lessons and I love that. So I'm gradually finding the things I love and trying to make it into a business. I, I just have that guilt sometimes of, oh. and I was always a rule follower in school and I stayed inside the lines. And so it is very different having a business versus um, working from, you know, 7.30 to 4.30 or whatever the hours are. Yeah, because you get to make the rules now. Mm -hmm. um, I want to challenge you to okay. find four friends that are okay with meeting at Starbucks and having coffee and meet two of them a week. Okay. And then alternate. So that way it. you're not like, you can, you can, you have your interaction with a couple different people, but you're meeting each of them at least tw uh, twice a month. Yeah. And, and well, that way, if we can schedule it in advance and if I date on our calendar, I mean, it's planned and we just make it happen. Right. And yeah, like for people, if you know a lot of people that are entrepreneurs or people that work from home, that shouldn't be hard to find for people that you can Hey, let's let's have let's go have coffee and work together for a couple hours, even if it's only like three or four hours in the in the morning or something like that. Yeah, because that'll well, give you that little extra. Oh yeah, a friend and and being highly caffeinated is a pretty good mix. <laughs> I may crash like later that night, like really early, but at least I would have had a productive day. Right. Yeah. And then that kind of brings in, you got the two days a week that you're playing tennis. You got two days a week that you're meeting with friends and having coffee and being able to have that interaction too. And that will kind of fill you up a little bit more. And you know, it's also good to have somebody that understands entrepreneurship or, or not even entrepreneurship, having to work on your own schedule, because even people that work from home, they still have to work on their own schedule and they yeah, still have to be productive. So having somebody that you can sit down with and you can like bounce ideas off of, or that can relate to what you're going through yeah, is, is amazing too, because you're lucky in that because a lot of people that start their entrepreneur journey, they don't have anybody around them that understands what they're doing or what mm -hmm. they're going through. 
Yeah, one of my best friends just kind of went through a similar situation to where she left her job and she's consulting but working with a couple clients primarily, but she is very flexible in her schedule. Mm -hmm. And she is that like marketing PR mind like I am. And we are idea bouncers. I mean, it, it, if she has an idea, she wants to run it by somebody to see if it's good or what I think about it. And I'm the same way. And so I have that one person so far that's like the perfect match for that. And I know there's more people out there that would probably be interested. I've just never asked. And that's part on me too, that I have to kind of explore and find my own little community of people that are like me or in the same boat as me. Because what you said is right. Like it can be very isolating if you're starting out and you don't have anyone down that journey. And and that's actually part of why I wrote the book because I lost a child and one of the reasons I wrote the book was because I knew losing a child could feel so isolating. And I read a lot of people that had gone, I was young in my thirties, something that no, none of my, and so as soon as I jumped out and found others like me in different communities and we could talk and we could cry and we could relate all of a sudden I wasn't alone anymore. And I had other people walking the same journey as me. And it's just like that with the business. It's just, I need other people that are walking the same road and have the same struggles and also feel like idiots when it comes to TikTok and Instagram, because we're like on the border of too old for understanding that generation. Um, so that is definitely something I think I could pursue and seek a little bit more that I, I just haven't done. Mm -hmm. And even if you like just put something out there on Facebook with your friends, like, Hey, who wants to have coffee with me this week <laughs> or something yeah. like that, you know, I mean, you never know exactly. You'd be surprised at who might respond back to you. <laughs> well, yeah. And there's so many acquaintances, especially with little kids, right? There's all these parents and you say hi and you're like, Oh, she seems really nice. And I mean, maybe there's more in common than I know that I just haven't discovered or asked yet. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and, and that would be kind of fun anyway, to jump out of my comfort zone and meet new people and see if there's somebody that's very similar that we would work great together. And we would ultimately benefit each other by being more productive and efficient during our day. And, and also like filling that like happy bucket of just satisfaction that you got work done, you socialized, you shared ideas and it was fun. Yeah. That's awesome. So can I ask you what your biggest takeaway is from the podcast today? I think that besides just writing my schedule for the week, I really have to be a little bit more intentional with my time distribution and where it's going. Mm -hmm. um, in particular with those little tasks, I really like the idea of, like you said, I literally have a receipt right now that I have to put in QuickBooks, but I'll likely have a few more, you know, next week. And maybe I just have one time to do it instead of tiny little tasks separated out over time. So I think that was a great takeaway. And then the other thing is that idea of the creative space and, and maybe plan, I don't do it right now. I do not plan time in my schedule to just think, breathe, idea, like create. Um, and I think if I ne like negate that and keep putting that off, it is going to hurt me eventually that I don't have good deliverables or I don't have, you know, good pieces together to hand out to someone or, or have my business model put together. Mm 
Right. And I don't know why I keep putting it off because that is actually something I really enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, that to-do list of go, go, go just has gotten in my way to sitting back and doing some bigger level thinking. And maybe in the back of your mind, because it's something that you do enjoy, you're like, I don't, I don't get to do the things that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. Like I have to do all the other things. Yeah. Well, and the stress of, you know, we were a double income family mm -hmm. and, you know, I released the book and I'm, I have some public speaking engagements and I do have some clients. So I'm, I'm not net zero for income. However, there's that thing in your head that says, you know, do the things that have the potential for outcome mm -hmm. for income, then maybe the thing that doesn't right away. Right. So like me brainstorming and dreaming up things, I mean, long-term it's going to benefit me, but it doesn't do the same thing in my head as like send an email right now to a school and ask them if they're at or looking for a public speaker and if they would be willing to hire me. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I, I have to understand that there has to be room for both of those things. Right. Exactly. And, and that's not what I've um, taken time to do lately. Yeah. Because eventually that's going to dry up and you're going to have to have something else creative mm -hmm. coming in. Like, okay, I got to do this or I can do this or expand. Like your, your business evolves. Yeah. Your business is never going to stay the same. It's going to evolve. It's ever evolving. So you have to be creating evolve and creating ever creating excuse me yeah 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 that's awesome spend time on the website spend time on the content creation all those things yeah okay. well thank you so much for coming on today thanks for having me yes. i appreciate it and we will see you guys next week Thank you for tuning in today. If you love this episode, subscribe to get updates when episodes are released. And if you want to hang out more, come join us in my Facebook group, Soul Intentions. See you there.